Hello, and welcome to the Meltdown City Podcast with your hosts, Nicole Johnson and Allie Sundet. Our podcast is about reckoning with our restlessness and figuring out where we want to go next. We hope to laugh, inspire, connect. Thanks for listening. Is it happening? Is it working? It's working. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. So how are you? We we can cut this first little bit out. Um, But um, oh my gosh. You may not want to. Oh God. We We might might be that good. (laughs) Might just be that banger. I'm super good. How are you? Nice to meet you, Allie. Hi, Michael. Nice to meet you too. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. We're super excited to have you. I love podcasts. They're, I don't know. It's just, it's real. It's here we are. There's nothing else to do. There's nowhere else to go. Yeah. Yeah. We're so lucky to have you and so blessed that you're on our show. Um, I think I'm just going to go with it, man. Go. Okay. So, so, so you guys, we're so we're so lucky. We've got Michael Tranmer on the phone with us. He's the coach's coach. He's actually up out of uh, Vancouver, BC, Go Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, has recently gone through this major transformation and has even written a book about that experience called Satori Ananda. He's changed his career path and got clear on his vision of the life he wanted to leave. He's got an incredible story to tell. Wow. That's Friend. awesome. And, and we're done. And we're done. <laughs> read, read the book to find out more. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. it's, just, it's just that easy. And none of that was easy, by the way. Like, there's just a couple easy steps. You can pick that up at your uh, corner uh, grocery store and everyone will be on their merry way. Oh, oh my gosh. God. If, if only <laughs> it were that yeah. easy. Yeah. But you, you can build a total career out of this. So. Tell us about this transformational story. You were an engineer by trade, had a great job, um, but you were unfulfilled. You were happily married and then everything mm-hmm. changed. So what was the catalyst that changed everything? Yeah, I mean, the catalyst was, I guess, happily married for a while, but towards the end, not so happily married. And then we abruptly, our, our marriage ended about a year and a half ago. Mm. And, and that was 100% the catalyst to really awaken and smack me around to to say listen dude turns out you know despite the job despite the condo despite the trips despite whistler maui all the stuff mm-hmm. you weren't doing your best life man mm. wow uh, yeah and you know like a lot of us do like a lot of us dudes do i would just continue to try to do what i was doing but do it harder Mm-hmm. and and have you know same results and so the catalyst the catalyst 100 percent, yeah which is everything blowing up and and the marriage ending real quickly and for a guy with with a really big heart that was oh. that was hard mm. yeah oh my god did you can i ask you kind of a personal question related to that you said that you were kind of doing all the right stuff you felt like you were in the zone you had everything that kind of people envision as being like a perfect life almost. Mm -hmm. What was the reason, like what made, what was the reason that it wasn't perfect? What, why was it all kind of a mirage and what was like actually wrong? Uh, What was actually wrong was, you know, 
engineering for me was never going to be the thing, but you know, that was the direction that I had gone down the relationship super good, but yeah, not exactly perfect. And, and, you know, some other things, but what it all digs back to was that I was not living and behaving and acting and existing as my truth. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard for people to know. That was hard for me to know. And like I said, yeah, I was just trying to do what I knew, but, but do it harder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So in that process, how did you get clear on like what you were supposed to do and, and go in the direction you wanted to go in? Yeah, it was a real, it was a real painful journey, but you know, once, once I had it all blow up, I had the opportunity to piece it back together. And, you know, this was a very powerful time for me. I was having a lot of realizations and getting a lot of clarity on a lot of things. And amongst that was, yeah, you know, I immediately understood afterwards what needed to happen to the, for the relationship to work and thrive. But it was, you know, not only was it, was it too late, but it's, you know, it still wouldn't match what I wanted to do going forward. And, but also when things blew up, you know, I had a real opportunity to, to recreate myself and to be honest with you and everyone, there were parts of, of my past and my personality that I was not taking forward. Mm. Yeah. You know, what's so powerful about that is that, you know, we all can be a different version of ourselves tomorrow, or we can all be different. Like we can choose to make changes and choose to, to make um, small steps mm-hmm. and, and, and be, and be a different person or version mm-hmm. or, or story or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes with awareness. Um, yeah. yeah. That's so powerful, Michael. Yeah. And it was, it was really that awareness and which, you know, which is a word that I never knew in the past. And but it was just that. So not only did I have really a blank slate, which, you know, I write, I believe I write this exact thing in my book. You know, I had a blank slate that a lot of people wish they had, but mm-hmm. really you don't wish you have, you had, <laughs> and, but I had it. So I was going to make the most out of it. So I, when I was piecing myself back together, you know, getting happy again, essentially, I had the opportunity to, to really mold and, and what I wanted to create for myself going forward and how, you know, how I did that, it was a, and it, you know, it's going to continue on forever, but in the beginning it was a, it was a painful process. It was talking to my friends. It was talking to my family to an extent. It was listening to podcasts. It was reading the books and just really spending a lot of time alone and, and going inward. And at a, you know, at a certain point I was, you know, I made a lot of, progress and got back to being close to happy but I you know I needed to really run with it and get to the next level because while I was having a lot of these breakthroughs and a lot of clarity I couldn't sustain them I would just Mm. find myself drifting back down into you know the trough of being sad yeah you began to talk about your friends and family was it hard for them to wrap their heads around this shift in you Oh, no, they were super cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah, it was it was so hard for them. Right. Because people when people change and I, you know, changed a lot. To to be honest with you, I couldn't I couldn't 
I couldn't speak and communicate and articulate myself at all like this a year and a half ago. And so for me to, to, to do that after like my friends and my buddies and my family, they always used to call me grunt. Mm -hmm. Oh, cause you would be like, that's how I, that's how I communicated. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. That's amazing because I kind of think of my husband in that way. Like he's a very Uh, minimalist communicator and I feel like sometimes I'm having to draw things out of him and to think mm-hmm. that someone can go from that to someone mm. like you who has like a, what's the word? It's almost like um, emotional literacy where you mm. have like an under, you have an awareness of, of the feelings that you're feeling on a moment to moment basis. That's a huge thing. Yeah. And so, I mean, if I can do it, uh, anyone can do it. And if they need to do it or if they want to do it, or if that's part of who they are, then it's possible. And yeah, so it was obviously super, um, hard for my friends and family especially since most of them are back on the the east coast my my closest friends and family and so they would just see things I started sharing on Instagram right I started just putting myself out there because and I said this too like it was too good not to share yeah what I was going through and the changes and how good I felt and how good I felt after so soon after feeling so bad and so, of course, they were looking through a lens of going, you know, are you really okay? Are you just putting on a front? You know, what what the heck is this, right? And because they had they had never seen this before. So, yeah, I mean, friends and family completely did not understand. But that is the exact point when you know that you have something good and you're changing and you're transforming to a better place. You have to keep going. So. You recently just left your engineering gig. So your full-time gig that you've been doing for a long time, providing you your financial income and stability and all that to completely go out on your own as a coach. How does that feel? That's freaking scary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. That is freaking scary. And I've, yeah, this week is actually my last week. I've been part-time there since I got back from my journey last summer. But yeah, this week, this Thursday actually is my last day. And so what is it like to leave a 12 and a half year career earning six figures, super successful, leading multi-million dollar projects to, to go in and, and getting a paycheck every two and a half weeks? Uh, to leave all of that behind, to go out in a new direction. That's freaking scary. That is freaking mm. scary. But it's got to be done. Mm. It's got to be done. And it's got to be done. And this is, I mean, a lot of people that I work with, a lot of people that I help and I coach, they want to do the exact same thing. And so there's, you know, there's a strategy and there's steps in place to do it responsibly, right? I'm, I'm obviously doing this at a time where I think it's, uh, sustainable and it's the right move to make, but it's, you know, the number one thing I tell the people I work with who want to go in a new direction, the number one thing you got to do is do not quit your job. Cause that's just going to add a whole bunch of additional stress. Yeah. The timing is everything. Mm-hmm. That's good. And what did you do to prepare yourself? Did you kind of have some financial reserves in place and that has kind of allowed you to be able to take the sleep in a more comfortable stress-free way? Yeah, hundred percent. And I've really, I've really pared back my expenses. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not interested in 
in all those ski weekends I used to do and doing all that stuff. I'm, you know, I'm more interested in growing my business and, and thriving as an entrepreneur and doing more speaking gigs and, and working on my book. So it's, it's been, you know, it's sort of matched nicely to, to, to pair back expenses and, you know, have savings. But at the same time, like, uh, I started making more money as a coach and as an engineer. So that makes the, that makes the transition a lot easier. Is it, do I know what's going to happen in the next few months? No. But do I believe that this is the right way to go? hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's incredible. That is just incredible. Yeah. Hats um, off to you for being so brave. Hey, that's, that's what it comes. It's all, it's all. And it's the fear that we have. That's where the growth comes from you. When you recognize that fear and you've got an itching to go somewhere, of course, it's going to be scary. Of course, it's going to be hard. But you know that that is exactly where you have to go towards because that's where the most growth is going to come from. And that's where the most fulfillment is going to come from. And it's not, you know, that's not going to be a straight and easy journey once you go towards that hard thing. But you got to mm-hmm. you got to take those steps. You got to take those steps. Yeah, that's super inspirational. Um, so tell us about the book that you wrote. Sure. Satari Ananda. Satari Ananda, Ananda, right? Yeah, that's right. Satori is Japanese for flash of enlightenment. Ananda is Sanskrit for, for bliss of being. And yeah, I love the, I love the book. <laughs> it's, I can't wait to share it to, with some more people. Uh, should be out in June. And the name, I mean, the name I came up with, you know, I write about writing the book in the book, so it's it's all about my journey. But mm-hmm. the name and, and what the what I I pieced it together to mean is really Satori Ananda awakened to happiness. Mm-hmm. And it was only a couple months after I had gotten those two words tattooed on me that I had came up with what that meaning was for me. And the book really is it's it's everything it's everything that happened from from the day that i hit the rock bottom back in november 2017 and it ends mm-hmm. about seven months later when when i've finished writing the the manuscript after i traveled two and a half months through central america and i'd had uh, i was fortunate to finish an engineering job and have um have some time and space to do some traveling and but i really wanted to make that purposeful that time and the way I did that, in addition to starting coaching and helping other people, I took the time to to really digest and go through all my journals that I'd started writing. I'd never written before until that day back in November because I just had to process and go through what had happened. So mm-hmm. I started journaling right then and there in the spot. And it was, you know, it was, that was the whole process, going through the journals, piecing together what had happened. And I just wrote two to three hours every day. About, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, everything that happened from, from those dark days in November, from digging myself out of the rock bottom, from getting three tattoos over the course of the journey that all had different meanings along the way, uh, from, from working with a coach my own. And then, you know, really everything I was learning, every book that I referenced, all the quotes that I took in, just really, I had to share how I did it. And so it's all, it's all wrapped up in the book. Oh, I cannot so, wait to get my hands on that book. 
Me too. Thank you, Michael, for writing it and sharing it with all of us. My pleasure. I just need to get the final steps in place. But yeah, it should be out by June. Absolutely. I can't wait to share it with everyone. So I want to know what it was like to write that book. Like, I can't imagine you. I mean, I like just how cathartic would that be? Like in your cabin on the beach and writing and like, what was that like? It was like how you always dream of traveling through Central America, writing your book. Oh, right. That's what it was like. It was like that. Oh, it sounds so amazing. It was like that. And, and, you know, I've obviously never written, well, I've written a thesis before, but that's a different type of book. And so what I did on the, the first week in the plane ride down, you know, I read Hemingway on writing and I read Stephen King on writing. So I'm like, all right, I'm good enough. I know what to do now. Let's let's go. And I had I write about this in the book. I had one false start. You know, I thought I would go through and rewrite my journal and and just really dissect all that. I did that for one day and I was like, no way, this is going to take forever. That's not going to work. And so I just, you know, I, I would go through a section of my journal. I'd make some, some notes and I would do that the night before. And I'd let that marinate in my mind and my subconscious mind through the night. And then the next morning I just hammer out two to three hours. It was, you know, it was what it, what it was. I've chopped down a ton since then. And same with my, my editor, but it just, it just, you just got to let it flow out. And it was, it was a great experience. Mm. If, if the Michael five years ago met the Michael today, what would he think? I love that question. I really, really love that question. And I thought about this one. And to be honest with you, the Michael two years ago, even he, he, uh, I don't, I don't think he would understand. And I think, I don't think he would understand. And that's a really good question. Um, because the Michael from back then really came from a place of ego mm-hmm. and, and he'd really compare, he'd really compare to this future Michael and he wouldn't, he wouldn't understand and see what the future Michael has become and what he's going to mm. become. And so it's, that's really tough because everything I do and everyone I coach and and even in the corporate world when you know I'm working with young professionals I I try to be the coach and the person that I wish I had at different stages of my journey and that's Mm -hmm. why it's so hard for some people that I work with to really get through and relate to them because just thinking about that you know what what would what would Michael from the past think about future Michael yeah I I don't think we'd understand because you know he would he would be comparing and he'd be coming from a place of, from ego. But now, now I've learned how to really, you know, work with my mind a lot better and really manifest what I want to create in the future. And so I have conversations with future Michael from here going forward all the time, all the time. Mm. Okay. So, um, talking, we talk a lot about getting on our path and trying to figure out what's next. What advice would you give listeners about getting unstuck and following their passion? And how did you land on coaching coaches? How did you know that that's what you wanted to do? Yeah, I love that. 
Oh, uh, how, how, if you, if you can feel it, right. Though you can feel it. If you're not on the right path, if every Monday's a freaking drag and, and Sunday night, you're regretting going into the week. And I did it, did it for a decade, a decade. Mm. And so how, how do I, how did I, how did I really get clear over the last little while? It was, it was having, it all starts with awareness, hundred percent. We know that. So you got to know in your gut, you got to tap into that. You're not doing your your best thing you're not living your dream life mm-hmm. right and but what you need to do is you need to start connecting different parts of your brain and waking them up and so the easiest and the best way to do that is to start doing new things having different experiences and connecting these new parts of your brain will help which will help shake things around and help you out of being stagnant so what does that mean? Like, it doesn't have to be anything extreme, but, you know, you can walk a different way home from work or you can go to a different grocery store or you can do that pottery class that you've always talked about. Or, or I mean, that's why travel is so good, right? It, mm-hmm. it really takes different parts of your brain. And so by doing these new things, right, you, you become open to what's possible and what that helps to rewire these, these same paths, like the same path through the forest that we've all been walking. If it's not the right path, you need to cut a new path. Oh, that's so, yeah. Remarkably simple, but so attainable. And it works. And there's all sorts of science behind this. And it's all, it's, it's, it's what it is. If you want to do something new, you have to stop doing the same things every freaking day. Mm, that's so genius and so how did I get on coaching coaches and then really I I coach coaches as well and I coach I coach entrepreneurs I coach business owners I coach CEOs but they all have the same thing in common is that just sort of like that same topic we just talked about they want to get to the next level but they've Mm -hmm. been doing the same thing right they've been walking the same path and so I just challenge them and I help them think a little differently. I help them get clarity on that. And then I hold them accountable to take those scary steps that they know that they need to take and how I, you know, I specialize specifically within the group of people that I coach that are new coaches, because of course I've been there before and I've, I've gotten to where I am now and I help them do the exact same thing. You know, a lot of them are taking that scary transition out of 10 or 15 years working in the corporate world we actually know I have a, a follow up comment to that. Mm-hmm. When you say you you teach you you show people or, or how to make those decisions that they know they need to make or like I feel like a lot of us inside already have some idea of what it is we need to be do mm-hmm. doing, but we're just not doing it. Of course, everyone has that burning flame inside of them, and so that's what I do. Like that's one of my real superpowers is to help people with that clarity because when you know when I've managed multi-million dollar projects with all these moving parts I had to just get super clear on on what has to happen next and Mm -hmm. tune all the distractions and distractions if there's one thing that anybody takes away from this whole episode and thank you again for having me on here it's been super fun but (laughs) distractions are killing us and so yeah. you have to become stronger than the distractions. And that's, so that's what I help people that I work with. I help them eliminate the distractions and I listen to what they say and I can tell exactly, you know, what they 
feel they need to do. I, I don't tell them what to do. hundred percent. No, that's not what a coach does, but I can hear from them what they really want to do. And I help them just get over all the excuses and the fears and the insecurities of not doing that thing. And I hold them to it. Mm. Speaking of fear, how do we move through our fear? You get a key and you jam it in the door and you turn it and you bust through it. <laughs> so you just go and do it. Just move through it. And it, do it, it anyway. It becomes easier, right? You know, after, if I've gone a couple days, like three or four days without doing something that really tests my boundaries or, or scares me, like I, I start to get bored. I start to get antsy. So I, I, I have to, I have to face fear now. I've sort of become addicted to, to grow. That's where the growth comes from. Like I, I grow every day, every freaking week, but it gets yeah. easier. That's my point. Like you have to just take a step in the beginning, go towards that fear, have please, please, please people again. Like, if there's this two things you take away from today, one is that <laughs> distractions are killing us. That's why meditation mm-hmm. and all that stuff that I love and I do is so important. Um, but in terms of facing fear, the easiest way to do that is to please just go have that conversation with that person that you don't want to have. And you're going to be really surprised by how it turns out. I bet you, I bet you it'll go better than you thought. And I bet you your relationship will be way better after you have that conversation. Ooh, that's really important. Cause I think that a lot of people in relationships do become afraid to communicate with each other oh, yeah, and say they, things that are on their mind. And it's gotta be a safe place to do it. Right. It's the other it's a partnership, right? It's got to be, it's got to be a safe place to have those conversations and you know, there can't be any judgment, but people need to be able to feel safe saying what they need to say. Mm, yeah. Sounds like you kind of take baby steps towards, you know, just risk taking or facing mm-hmm. your fears every day, every week or every month, you know, so you get a little more used to it and it seems less foreign and less scary. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. And then you get, yeah, and then you get used to the growth and it starts to feel good and you start to evolve and you start to open yourself up to the possibilities that what you can accomplish and what we can create in this life. Well, on that mm. note, I, I think it's interesting that you've run an Ironman. And mm. can you tell us a little bit about like how you keep yourself physically, you know, connected with your mind and all that growth and how it works together? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Really good questions. Thank you guys so much. Um, so the Ironman, I believe, I did that to avoid my mind, and that was back oh. before. Yep, uh huh. That's right. And you know, I write <laughs> the book too. How that was just really masking the things that I really needed to deal with in my life, with in my career, and in my relationship, which weren't exactly working. So what better way than to do an Ironman and just train your brains out for for six months? And so there was that. I mean, one of the one of the main reasons as well that I did an Ironman is that because my mother has been doing them for almost 15 years now. Wow, that's amazing. Good for her. And good for you, too. Yeah, she's a she's a sweetie. Yeah, she's uh, she's 65. And her and her partner, Peter, do them all the time. They do a couple of years. So I had to go. I had to go see what what it was all about. And. So I did one and what, what was it like? It was freaking painful. Cause that was my, that was my first marathon. So I decided to do it after, after the swim and the bike. 
but running a oh, yeah. yeah 180k on the bike 3.9 in the swim i thought i'd bust into my my first marathon and so yeah it was super painful that the basically the second half of the the marathon was excruciatingly painful but i you know of course i was going to finish of course i was going to power through and but what i remember about the day was i was really expecting some sort of euphoria some sort of breakthrough some sort of sign from wherever when i crossed the finish line uh uh-uh, uh not a <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. Oh, that no. sucks. And so, yeah, looking, wow. and I, of course, reflected on, on that whole experience, you know, over the past year and a half of doing that race. And, and, and that's, that's what I came, came up with. You know, I did it to really mask things that were going on in the, in the rest of my world. But I also, you know, another reason why I did it, because I needed to hold myself accountable to, to stay in shape. And that was just one way way to do it now i realize that i don't need a race or i don't need to sign up for something to to go and do do workouts and stay in shape like i've never been in better shape than i am right now you know not drinking for a year if <laughs> that's uh that's that's been the biggest change and the biggest shift in in my health of course is getting alcohol out of my out of my temple congratulations Thank that's you. so awesome yeah. A huge accomplishment. And I met Michael in person and he's, he's ripped. I know. I've seen pictures. Yeah. You can tell you're in great shape, but that's yeah, good. Yeah. Mind, body, and soul are, you know, it sounds like you're all very aligned yeah, in mean, wellness. It, it has to, you have to be, you have to be, you have to be. Cause if you're like me and the people I roll with, we got some pretty big dreams and that focused mm. work every day and you got to be sustained in what you do so it's a whole holistic um living really is there anything that you're struggling with right now same thing that everybody struggles with you know just the fears that pop up and the self-doubt that pop up same thing same thing that everybody struggles with each each and every day and that's why you know that's why i do a two to three hour morning routine to to get myself focused, to stay healthy, to review my goals, to read something positive, to learn, to grow, to, to meditate, to write down the 20 things I'm grateful for. I have to do that. I have to do that to get set up for success for the rest of the day. So yeah, same, like making big moves, like those drum up big fears. Those drum up mm-hmm. a lot of self-doubt. So it's the same. I have the same struggles as everyone else. That's what it is. And that's why I share so much about what, you know, what I do in the mornings to, to get ready to face each and every day. I love that you spend so much time and focus in the morning. Like I, my, my morning routine is like literally, you know, 10 minutes of meditation and maybe like five minutes of gratitude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like really digging in and, and what you must reap from that. Yeah. And I mean, wow. I'm so fortunate that I have that time and space to do that. And I recognize that people in different situations with, with kids crawling all over them. Yeah. It's, they don't get that same luxury. So I, you know, I recognize that I'm fortunate and, and can have that and can do that. And I'm trying to do a lot of good with it, but yeah, I just challenge if, if people don't have that time in the morning, maybe they're, they can claw 10 or 20 minutes back at a certain, they can say no to something else at a certain point during the day at work or a lunch or whatever it is to just, do what they need to do to check in 
set an intention for the day, for the week, for the month, for the year, you know, ask themselves, like I ask themselves, what do you want to accomplish this quarter? What do you want to accomplish this year? What steps do you need to take to make it happen? What are you doing today, this week to, to make it so? Mm. That's awesome. Good questions. Yeah. I mean, if you don't ask yourself, then you won't, then you, if you don't set your set goals or make yourself accountable, or if you don't think about it with any intention, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. It won't happen. Wow. It'll just be drifting, right? You'll just be drifting. And that's, and that's why I'm so passionate about coaching. And that's what I help the people I work with do. Like, that's where it starts. Like, what do you want? Like, I can't, I, I can't read your mind. Like, what do you want? Why do you want it? And the, the why is super important because when things get hard, you got to remember why you're taking these big steps to get where you want to go because you, that's going to be super important when you're staring at a lot of challenges in the way and the new moves that, that people are going to take. You got to remember why you're doing it. Oh my God. I'm going to hire you, Michael. Gonna hire you as my <laughs> own coach one day. <laughs> you know my number. I sure do. Are there any inspirational books or um, things that you know really motivate you that you can share with our listeners today? I would love to. And again, I uh, I talk about books all the time. I talk about it. I post a little while on Instagram about the thirteen books that are referenced in my book that I read and I'm really absorbed when I was going through my transformation. And one of the ones that is in there where it all started was the untethered soul by Michael Singer. Mm. That's a beauty, right? I read that one twice actually when I was going through my, my dance. Uh, recently I read the four agreements, which I cannot believe I have not read until this time. Absolutely beauty of a book. I read, uh, I read a lot of, for those who want to understand the mind and, and their thoughts and all that wonderful stuff, Dr. Joe Dispenza, I read a lot of him a year ago, and he really helps connect uh, the power of the mind and, and how important it is to, to get a control of that beast. Uh, and then for relationships, again, a lot of this stuff should be required reading in, in high school, although I don't know if we would understand it back then. Uh, mm-hmm. John Gray, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, beauty of a book. I saw him speak um, last summer in Vancouver. Such a great guy, and he's been studying relationships for forever. And for the men out there, please, please, please read and study Dr. David Data, The Way of the Superior Man. Oh, I've heard about that. Please, men, please, men, it's time to become superior men. It's time to level up. And it's time to really get in touch with who we are as a lot of us haven't been doing it right. Weren't doing it right, but there's, there's ways and there's people that are out there that are studying this stuff and can help you help you get there. I want to give you a high five from down here in Seattle all mm-hmm. the way up to Vancouver. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah. Air hug all uh-huh. the way from Seattle. Uh-huh. Congratulations, Michael. What an honor to, you know, have spoken with you today. And but it was great to talk no to worries, you. Yeah. Where can we where can we find you on social media and get in touch for coaching and find out all about your book? Yeah, that's where I spend most of my time on Instagram, Michael.tranmer, T-R-A-N-M-E-R. 
I love Instagram. I have a lot of fun on there. A lot of people, you know, I've really started obviously using it uh, a lot differently. You know, I use and create content, whereas before I used to just consume it. And so that's been a real, real switch for me. But I would just, for those that aren't creating content, just, just please be sure to consume things that lift you up, that inspire you, that educate you, that make you happy. If, if you look at something and you feel like crap afterwards, don't look at it anymore. Unfollow. Please get it out of your system. It's a, good advice. That's a good thing to think. Yeah. And then the, one last thing, where can we find you on, uh, or find out about your coaching and then find out about your book? Yeah, coaching in the book, best place to go on my website, michaeltranmer.com. There's a part in there about, about the coaching and who I help and who I work with. And yeah, you can sign up there to, to find out when when the book is coming out. And I can't wait to bring it to all you beautiful people. Well, we'll promote it for sure. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah. And, and, uh, and we're, so, we're so grateful that you spent some time with us today. It was so lovely meeting you in California. Mm-hmm. Back in March, and you're such an inspirational. Oh, thank you, per- person. So we're so grateful. Yeah. So thanks. we like we like to say peace out on our show. So we're gonna bid adieu, but say peace out. Okay, ready? One, one, two, two three. three. Peace, peace out. out. Peace out. <laughs> thank you. Thank Bye, you. Thanks, thank you so much. So much. You're so great. No, thank so you. Grateful. All the best. Thank you so much. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. Please follow us on Instagram at Meltdown City Podcast, or you can email us at MeltdownCityPodcast at gmail.com, or you can check us out on our website at MeltdownCityPodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.